Welcome to the House School Podcast. My name is Shane Allen from the Anthony Butera team. I am a real estate agent, and I am joined by my good friend and yours, Justin Kiesel. All County Home Inspection. Hello. He's a home inspector. And uh, the House School Podcast, what we do is we teach you about your home, if you're a homeowner, or if you're uh, looking to buy a home, things you should be on the lookout for. Yeah. And today, Justin, we got one that's uh, pretty hazardous to your health. It's up there. Lead paint. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah. You've heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, usually it's not good things you hear about with lead paint. But let me give you the brief history of lead paint, Justin, if I could. Fire away. Okay, brief history. Lead paint was being produced as early as the 4th century BC. Really? 4th century. More specifically, the paint color lead white. It was popular because of its thickness, Mm -hmm. density, and opacity. Uh, It was also faster drying and longer lasting. But even back in the Dark Ages, Justin. Tastes so good. The Dark Ages, they knew this stuff was not good if... There are medieval texts they found that warned against the dangers of lead-based paint. Oh my god. Claiming it, it could lead to... uh, uh, Jeez. Aplexia? Okay. Paralysis or epilepsy? Aplexia. Yes. Not familiar. Me neither. But back in the day, they knew it. The Dark Ages. That's crazy. But, uh, so, you know, aplexia, paralysis, epilepsy, some of Justin's favorite metal songs. Not the best diseases to catch, though. Mm -mm. Cut to Ben Franklin. Okay. Benjamin Franklin wrote about lead paint. Okay. Even Benny Franklin, a man known to do some prostituting. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. A man known to stick a to, key. To dabble. A, to dabble in electricity and lightning. <laughs> yeah. Right? He, he, he liked to live wildly. Even Ben Franklin knew not to mess with lead-based paint. Okay. He, he, there were some writings he wrote to a friend as early as 1786, warning about the dangers of lead-based paint. Uh, so what I'm saying is we kind of knew. Mm-hmm. We've known for a while yeah. that lead-based paint was no good. But we kept on using it, and lead-based paint had the peak of its popularity in the 19th century. So popular, in fact, that basically right now, if your home was built before 1978 in the United States, we are to assume that there are traces of lead-based paint. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Okay? If you're looking mm-hmm. at homes, if you were in a home, you bought a home, it was built before 1978, you got some lead-based paint somewhere in there. In fact, the EPA estimates that 87% of homes built before 1940 contain lead-based paint. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was a new one for me. If you're looking at homes that are built before 1940, that's an even higher percentage that you got lead-based paint. It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. So what's the problem with lead paint, Justin? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Lead, can, uh, lead paint it causes... Uh, Damage to the brain. Mm-hmm. It causes damage to other vital organs as well as behavioral problems, learning disabilities, seizures, and even death. Young children and pregnant women in particular are at risk as well as, uh, you know, but everybody is, right? Everybody, yeah. Even us men, you know, pets, not so good. It can stunt your growth. It can stunt your brain development, uh, lead poisoning, uh, often leading to kidney and other organ failures. Mm-hmm. All around, not so good. So now it gets to the point where you're like, okay, but who's eating all this paint, right? Yeah, seriously. Who's eating all this paint? 
Uh, well, mostly toddlers and kids, right? And it's because it tastes great. It has very sweet taste to it. It's like a piece of candy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like peanut brittle, but it comes off your window. Our parents were eating it. Their parents were eating it. Jesus. It wasn't just, you know, used in homes. It was used on toys. Yeah. It was used on furniture. Yep. Like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So people were eating it, not only about, you know, ingesting it by eating it, but inhaling it, right? You mm-hmm. chip off some paint, it gets yep. in the air. The dust. Not the dust, the vapors, not so good. Breathing in the lead, extremely harmful. So let's get to where it starts getting banned, right? 1886, Germany comes out and says, hey, you know what, women and children... They can't work in factories anymore producing lead paint. Big strides, <laughs> right? Lesson. Keep setting the bar high. Keep Listen, the children and the women can work at other factories. Yeah. The children need to keep on working. Whoa. They gotta work. Whoa. Um, but I think actually in Arkansas right now, the kids are able to go work in lead-based paint places again. Okay. That's good. Um, but Germany was like, you know they what? they got fired from the meat the meat pack. <laughs> from the meat yeah. pack. Yeah. yeah. They got a little sad murdering all those animals they decided to get it <laughs> um, but so that's 1886 right then in 1909 france just completely outright bans the use of lead paint in both interior and exterior painting mm-hmm. um whether that's commercial or residential france on top of it 1909 is like suck the blue no more it took america all the way to 1971 to ban the use of lead-based paint, and that was only in new buildings, and that was only ones that were being constructed using federal money. Oh. It wasn't until 1977 that lead-based paint was ultimately completely banned on homes and toys and furniture. Uh-oh. 1978, Justin. I didn't realize it was like a two-phase kind of thing. Oh, yeah. They were like, listen, this lead-based paint stuff, it's got to go, but uh, we understand why you want to keep on using it. Like, Big Paint was probably lobbying <laughs> yeah, pretty hard big in 1971, and then they eventually caved, right? Mr. Sherwin and, and William? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Those guys, real jerks. Um, Bear? Oh. That prick. <laughs> This is why homeowner or home buyers today in the U.S., uh, the EPA uh, and the Department of Housing and Urban Development requires that homeowners in homes built before 1978 or earlier disclose the presence of lead paint to potential buyers or renters, which is why when you're a buyer, you're going to sign a contract, there's going to be a piece in the contract that says mm-hmm. that you... Uh, know that there is a risk of lead-based paint in this said home because it was built before 1978, that you agreed to, you know, waive the liability from homeowners and stuff like that, yep. that you've been provided with a pamphlet of information from the EPA and you've read it about the harms of um, lead-based paint, but apparently it didn't because now you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. I had to sign it when I bought my first house. Yeah. The lead addendum. Yep. I've signed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the EPA now also has standards in place where if you're contemplating any work that will disturb more than six square feet of painted surfaces inside the home or 20 square feet on the exterior of the home, such as replacing a window, installing cabinets, or adding on to your home, that is when you must hire a contractor that is trained and certified by the EPA. Yeah. So those are the standards. Uh, I guess if it's less than that, if it's only 19 square feet, guess what? <laughs> you can go ahead and mess around with lead paint. You got yourself. it. You got it. Looks Wear good. Wear some protection. 
So Justin, that's the brief history of lead paint. Now that's let's good. talk about it. Home inspections and lead paint. Is it covered? What do we need to know? What are you telling the peeps? The short answer is it's not covered. Okay. So if you want to do a separate lead inspection, there are um, inspectors that have a license to do that. They do, uh, they kind of come through with like a little test kit um, and you kind of scrape certain surfaces and you do a quick little uh, chemical test to see if there is lead that is in those ready um, and available areas. Okay. Um, there's, there's obviously, like everybody hears, the, the windows you know, you got to check for peeling paint on the windows, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that area is more, um, I guess, um, uh, focused on because you have the, the sash, the window sash is moving inside the track, inside the frame. And so as the track is moving, it's scraping off paint. So you're going to get an accumulation of paint chips in that area quicker than you are just on your, your wall. Sure. You know, so those areas are more to highlight. So to take a step back, certain lenders will require a lead test. Okay. From what I understand. I'm pretty sure like, um, I think the VA in not, maybe not all circumstances, but the VA, the VA is one of the more stricter ones that I've encountered because mm -hmm. they want they want, you know, certain stuff looked at and they want to make sure, um, like I found things that, that the homeowner is like, oh, I'll never get the, the lending because, because of this through the VA. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. sorry, it's here. Or they want like other services because it's, it's being, you know, the VA's putting the money out. So anyway. Same thing with FHA. FHA is, is tight too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but definitely the VA is tighter. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're like... Which is good, but um, as far as a home inspection goes, like your standard home inspection, you call a company and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to buy this house. Uh, typically speaking, lead testing is not gonna be um, involved, mainly because there's a lot of liability that is um, uh, placed on the inspector when you when you do that. And it's it's generally not just included in the inspection. You know, so if you want to do a separate test, usually there is, um, there's probably a separate contract that you have to sign and you have to, that, that person has, has to have number one, the equipment, number two, the, um, the, the knowledge base and licensing to, to perform the test. So it is what we would call an ancillary service, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but the reason why, like the reason why I don't include it and I also don't do it is because kind of like what we just alluded to, if you're buying the house, you already have to sign that lead addendum. Mm -hmm. So you are already inheriting the, the responsibility to say, I'm buying an older house. I'm aware of the risks and I'm going to, to take it upon myself to, to just kind of manage it. Um, so that's why we don't do it, um, but there are other, you know, inspectors that do do it. And I've hired out other inspectors in the past to say like, hey, my client wants a lead test. Can you be there at the same time that we're there? And then we coordinate and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they're a good thing to do if you're concerned. Not everybody does them. Um, 
but you know, there's there are you you could absolutely get it, and you could do it yourself too. You know, I'm pretty sure you can go to like Home Depot or Lowe's, and you can get those little test kits, maybe even for free. Yeah. If they're not free, they're a couple bucks. Yes. I think you can get them for free though. Now I might be getting confused. I know that New York State you can get. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of radon. You get a free radon test if you uh, with New York State will give you a radon test. Yes. Because um, we got we got one when we brought the baby home. They gave uh-huh. us uh, some pamphlets, and you can you can get a radon test. Um, but I'm pretty sure you can go to Home Depot and Lowe's, and if they're not free, they're only a couple bucks. They're like less than ten, I'll say. You know, and it comes with a couple. Um, they look like felt pens. And it's like a kind of like a glow stick sort of thing where you crack it in the center and um, like whatever surface you want to test. Okay. Like you either scrape off or pick up some chips. Um, you crack the you crack the tester and it wets like a felt side and then you rub it on whatever you want to test. And if it contains lead, I'm pretty sure it will turn pink. Okay. And um, but there's you know your your kit will tell you that. So uh, so it's pretty easy to test for on your own as well. Uh-huh. So we look at it as like, you know, it's kind of within the realm of a home, homeowner to do themselves too. Okay. So then I guess as a homeowner, when is lead paint the most dangerous? So definitely um, you touched on it. Um, so if you have young kids, mm-hmm. that's, that's the big one. So anytime you are, like if you have an old house and you do see paint chips, you, you got to be, you got to be careful with that. Like you, you got to be careful as to where you're, where you're keeping the, the kids area, the play area in, in, um, in, rel- you know, uh, in relative terms to like where um, you might have paint chips and things like that. Okay. Um, so keeping things clean. Um, but also if you're doing renovations too. So, um, the dust is just as, uh, problematic as the chips, as the chips. Sure. Maybe if not more so. Yeah. Because it will go everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and if it gets on toys and surfaces, if you have young kids as we do, mm-hmm. you know, they put everything in their mouths. Everything. So actually... I, my wife was actually um, a reportable lead level baby. Oh, so, mm-hmm. what does that mean? So she, so as, as she was, you know, going through her uh, pediatric stuff as, as a toddler, you know, they, they did a periodic check and they noted that, that the level of lead in her blood at that time was high enough that it got reported to the county. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even know they did that kind of test. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just had our two-year-old's uh, two-year appointment. Check up. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. that's when they do it. Like two weeks ago, and and they just pricked his finger, and they they take some blood through the, the you know the little glass tube, uh-huh. and they run out and they check it and they do it right in the office, and um, I mean he was good because we're in a, a newer house, but but she was she was high enough where where they yeah it went it got reported to the the county. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, and my mother is pretty convinced that I had a pretty heavy lead exposure too 
because in my in my youth when I was like seven to twelve, I had um, pretty mysterious like um, headaches, huh. like uh, in like dizzy spells. Okay, that were never really truly diagnosed. I went through everything, like as far as MRIs go and all kinds of neurological everything and sleep studies and like, dude, everything. And so, but she, but later on in life, we inherited my grandmother's house after she passed and um, we started renting it out. And my mother did, was the owner of that house. So as the landlord, she went through a lead abatement course and the city paid to have a lead abatement on that that house. Okay. And through that, she learned like all this other stuff, as as far as like how the symptoms can show up later in life, you know. Mm. So no no like real diagnosis, but she is convinced that she can equate it to when they did a renovation on the house that I was like a year old in. You know, they they like blew down a wall. And the dust was everywhere. Okay. And so she's like, she's pretty convinced that. Oh, know, snap. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of, couple of leddies over here, <laughs> you know. I was going to say, what, do they just like stick a really big magnet on you? And <clears throat> no. See if you're sick? So the thing about lead is that your body actually thinks it's calcium. Okay. Because its atomic structure is almost identical identical to calcium okay so as you're growing so the problem is it 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 kills the neurons in your brain which is why it causes behavioral problems and neurological issues and things Mm. like that but your body actually stores it in your bones and once it gets put into your bones it's then inert so you so probably if you did a sample of my wife's bone tissue you know, um, you'd find that there is, that there's a, uh, in the very core of it, there's going to be high levels of lead. Mm. But on the outside, the, the bone will look fine. So in theory, it's all stored away in the, in the bone material itself. However, that then can be a problem way later in life if you have osteoporosis. Ah, uh, okay. So your bones start to degrade, the lead comes back out goes in your bloodstream again and it's not i don't think they can correlate it but there's like it's like on a fringe theory science sort of thing Mm -hmm. where they're kind of correlating like accelerated dementia to possible lead coming out of out of bone tissue crap yeah so fun stuff i it's just a one more way that we're just like ruining ourselves (laughs) yeah like well, hopefully, you know, we've got on top of it. I mean, like we opened up with, it's crazy how long it took. Like, everybody just dragged their feet on this stuff for so long. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this. I mean, we, we just talked about uh, asbestos. That took forever. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be – there's something right now in the works. And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know what the next one is going to be. I um, I've got one, but it's not house-related. No. My, hot, my hot take is that it's social media. Oh, well, yeah. like we like we're living in it right now. We know it's really detrimental to our health, and yeah. like teenagers are killing themselves over it for sure. And we're you know generations from now they're gonna look back like why didn't they get rid of that sooner? For sure. No, we're gonna be like me and you are gonna be like eighty, and we're gonna be like oh, we thought it was fine. They thought it was fine, mm-hmm. and then oh. and then all of the the grandkids. I are got Snapchat in my bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
all the grandkids are going to be like, you used to do what? <laughs> yeah. You used to post when you like got home? You just shared every thought Everything? that you had? What? Okay. Yeah, that's a problem, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I got like 60 likes on it. I, right. got, I got 40 shares <laughs> yeah. on a picture I took of your grandmother. So... I, so how, I mean, we've kind of touched on all of these, but my other questions are just: How do I know if I have it? I mean, is there a way to distinguish lead paint from other paints? Not just by looking at it. It's just got you have to get it tested. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's the thing. So with the city, right? You have to go through your the process if you're doing a, a rental home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The city has a whole whole process, that, and lead is one of the tests that they do regularly um, to get. Uh, to get that now, now I'm blanking on CFO. CFO, that's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of it, right? Is lead, and that comes up a lot. I hear with with renters um, and yeah. landlords and, and investors stuff like that. That's a big one. That Just had that happen at my dad's rental property too. Okay. So again, um, his renter um, has a has a toddler, and the toddler had was noted to have high lead levels. Mm. So they came through and did a quick test. They found some in a couple areas, um, and so he had he had it scraped and painted and stuff like that. But that was actually a unique situation. It was kind of interesting because the the inspectors didn't find enough of it where they were like, "Oh, it's coming from the house." But the renter is actually a mechanic, uh. and so he does a lot of like break jobs and stuff like that okay so they were like you're probably bringing it home with you from from work yeah and it's like on your skin and on your clothes and stuff like that and you know if you're not like washing your uniforms immediately if the if the kid gets into your your clothes you know that then that that's probably enough to cause Mm. you know what we're seeing here oh crap so so yeah it's um that was a unique situation, and that doesn't have to deal with the home, but but that's kind of the process as far as, like, um, I guess that, that kind of stands to show, like, the checks and balances that are put into place now. Mm-hmm. Like, there is monitoring that's going on. So it's definitely top of mind for investors, for uh, buyers, for health professionals, for everything. Like, like public, it's, 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 it's huge as far as... Um, uh, in the mindset of of the general public, I would say. Sure, you know. So that's one of the things I tell my buyers, right? If we're looking at homes that have been rentals previously, you mm-hmm. know, there'll be a knock against it because it'll be like, okay, this is somebody who's probably beating the crap out of this place. Sure. But the plus side of that is that it goes through this strict process with the city, mm-hmm. so things like lead paint are, you know, in theory, are checked on regularly. Correct. So. That's one of those things, but you know, I've also in my time as a realtor, I've heard ways that people are sneaking oh, yeah. past that stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, some involve some bleach. Yeah, just right before sinking that up. So you know, the only way to know for sure if your home has that lead paint is we're getting you. You have to get it tested. Mm-hmm. Okay, truly. Um, when I find it, right, I've done the test. I. Scrape it. I get. I get it completely. Remove it. Do I? Can I just cover it up? What do, What do I do, Justin? That's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um. Aside from recommending an abatement, um, you just want to encapsulate it. Yep. So okay. prime it, paint it. The scraping is 
is the the problematic part. Yeah. So if you do scrape it, you, you got to follow certain protocols. So and and I'm pretty sure the EPA will list all that, um, but they might even advise not to scrape it. Oh so. boy! Now I'm thinking about it. I just painted our son's crib. Did I sand it and then not wear a mask? Mm. So I was an older crib. That was probably a bad idea. That's definitely a bad idea. <laughs> I did it in a garage, and that was not the garage door was not open. That that yeah. Oh come on, my dude. Yeah, uh, that was a bad idea. I don't think did I sand it? I don't know. I'm having. Problems remembering, which is probably related to the lead. You don't say. Yeah. Oh, man. I was going through this, and I was also thinking, like, I definitely remember now, like, I'm locking memories from when I was a kid. Like, I definitely remember, like, biting on furniture. Sure. And it was tasty. (laughs) I remember this now. I remember, like, biting on, like, a side of, like, a rocking chair and, like, this. why is this good? Jeez. Yeah. What is this? Made a ranch dressing here? It tasted like it was (laughs) candy-coated. I was like, is this an M&M, Grandma? Uh, yeah, so I think I've, I might have a little Letty with the my lead family over here. All right, so, yeah, I think we've talked, you know. Lead's wild, man. We've talked a lot about lead. Brought down Rome, too. Lead did? Oh, sure. Because it was in the... The pipes. They made pipes. The, water uh, pipes out of, say, out, of they, out of lead. They used the knives to kill Caesar? No, no. It, drew, it made everybody crazy. Because uh, because uh, they made they they made the aqua uh, the aqueducts like the piping systems to bring water to the cities out of straight up lead just lead straight lead straight lead good yeah because they could because it's easy to roll that's what plumber is plum is means you work with lead really yeah mm-hmm. yeah I know that yep all right well yeah that explains my family then all right Justin. Thank you for your time. Is there anything else we should uh, we should know about? Be worried about with lead paint. Lead paint. Um, if you're concerned about it, if you think you got it, if you think you're going to be managing it or like painting over or, or working on an area with it, do a quick Google search. Look up the EPA what they say about it. Gotcha. You know they have they've got a lot. So I mean we haven't touched on it, but I mean. Is lead lead pipes, lead plumbing, something you should be worried about? Lead in the water here, and I guess we'll we'll keep it specifically to the you know Western New York, Rochester. I typically don't see it um, in water sourcing. Okay. Um, what was the big thing in Michigan? Was that lead? Yeah. 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 But that was because they switched. So, okay. So that that whole story is basically the piping was lead but it had corroded over okay and it was not leaching lead into the water anymore they switched water supplies uh-huh. and it had a different ph and a lower ph gotcha and so the the lower ph stripped off the scale that was inside the piping and basically exposed all new lead material on mm. the inside okay and that that's why all the lead was going everywhere, and it was like a it was like a main supply issue, mm-hmm. totally beyond a, a homeowner what they could do. Like a homeowner could replace all the plumbing in the house, it wouldn't matter. It's the water coming to the house, yeah, you know. So, and that's that's a deeper infrastructure issue. Mm-hmm. Inside a house, typically don't see lead supply lines. 
Um, really up up in our area, the worst it gets is like aside from somebody using, God, bad materials like black iron pipe, which I've seen, or garden hoses, like I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Um, the worst I see is like galvanized plumbing, and that just makes it rusty and you know it corrodes closed pretty quickly. Okay. But um, I have seen lead waste lines. Okay. In the past, but again. It's going out of the water going out of the house. Okay. So it's not really, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's lead, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the House School Podcast. If you have a topic you want us to cover, hit us up. Yeah. I'm Shane from uh, the Anthony Butera team. That's Justin Kiesel, all county home inspections. Be happy to hear from you. Bye. Bye-bye.